Merry Christmas! Ha ha! Merry or happy Christmas. Happy holidays. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. It is that time of year again. It's it's that day. I'm gonna schedule it so it's coming out Christmas Day. If Yay! You, like when you know you're all done opening presents or you're sad and you didn't do that at all. Sorry about it. Um, <laughs> either way, when you you know you just lazing about the last half of the Christmas Day, you can listen to this. Yay! Yay! Um, hope hope it's going great for you. Thumbs up. <laughs> All the thumbs up. <laughs> I'm Keenan. And I'm Derek. And uh It's a true neutral Christmas episode. It's a Christmas episode. Death mess, Christmas, Death <laughs> Christmas, Death mess. Yeah. Uh so yeah, today we're talking about season three, episode four of Metalocalypse. Death mess. Death mess. Because what's more Christmassy than Death Clock? Honestly. I honestly couldn't tell you an answer to that question. <laughs> so uh, this this episode is it's fun. Yeah, it's a good episode. It's, it's, it's a, a good fun time. one. Uh, like uh, every episode of Metalocalypse is fun. This this was good to watch for this because it's a twenty two minute episode from season three as opposed to the eleven minute episodes from all the other seasons. Yep. Yeah. They they definitely did a misstep on that. The pacing is off for this season the whole. Time. Yeah, the whole way through the. They don't know what to fill all that extra time with. No. That's, that's how we get things like hamburger time. Yeah. <laughs> Which was fun, but like should have been like 30 seconds of the episode, not. Yeah. Not a full track when we got like 10 seconds of sewn back together wrong and it never got on an album. Yeah. <laughs> I I have to say, if I have any one nitpicky thing to say about this episode, just as a whole, it, it's the how... <laughs> How much Dr. Roxo cannot stop stuttering the letter K? <laughs> it's it's funny. It that's, is funny, but literally it's just like, it's almost too much at times. That is the point. <laughs> he should be too much. That is the point of Dr. Roxo. And this episode opens with Dr. Roxo's face, anyway, on a news broadcast. Yeah. And the guys give him shit, but Toki sworn him off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's fun to see a little bit of growth from Toki there. This episode has a lot of the Toki just kind of takes charge in this episode. Yeah. And Toki's I mean, he comes into his own kind of at the end of season two, he starts to come into his own he's really drunk in the finale, but like after his dad dies and he starts to get better about that, he's he he, he takes charge and shit. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Uh <laughs> But then the, the the death clock moms, the death moms, as I will refer to them, <laughs> um, they send a guilt trip style Christmas message to the band. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, why don't you ever call us? And also, we're coming for Christmas. And they all seem to immediately forget that or ignore it. Yeah, they just don't really actually... They just don't acknowledge it. The The point is that they're being entirely avoidant, so it's like almost a surprise when the moms show up, even though they're, like, calling and blowing up their phones the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just a level of avoidance that's unhealthy. Yeah, yeah as shown. Well, the fucking, the phones are all ringing, and it's, like, all their moms calling the different members or whatever, and they just hold their phones out to the servants. They're like, can you get us new numbers? <laughs> 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 it's very good. Um... 
So, uh, Toki's got holiday spirit, of course. Yeah, he's the only one. Yeah, he really wants to do a secret Santa's. It's his, it's his push through the whole episode is that he wants to do the secret Santa thing. And, uh, yeah, he, he thinks uh, being nice at Christmas is the most metal thing you can possibly do. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, he always thinks being nice is metal. Yeah, I love Toki. Toki is my favorite member of the band. I'm sure I've said that on this podcast before, but <laughs> I really need to state that because this episode shows so many of the reasons why that is. He really he tries so hard. <laughs> um, but Murderface has a Christmas special, or tries to is trying to do a Christmas special, but with Dick Nubbler, with Dick Nubbler, and Dick Nubbler takes full control as he should because Murderface is. A, a total dumb failure. failure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a dumb, dumb loser failure, <laughs> and a bit racist. Well, yeah, yeah. He's just kind of a piece of shit all around. So. Yeah, that's kind of his whole thing. Yeah, it's just funny to watch him continuously fail. Sometimes I'm like, man, I feel bad for piling on, and then he'll say some shit, and I'm just like, hmm. yep. Yeah, you, my, you earn everything you get. One of my favorite Murder Face moments is when he actually records the Planet Piss album. Yeah. It's so good. Taking it! Taking it! Easy! <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's good. <laughs> Toki doesn't get credit for that, even though he wrote like the whole thing mm-hmm. outside of probably the lyrics. Yeah. And maybe... Some of the lyrics. <laughs> um, ju- yeah, then they do the the rotting corpse Christmas tree meme. Yep. It's now a meme. It's, yeah, it, it's, it's a pretty just, famous meme at this point, I think. But yeah, it just points out how metal it is to have the rotting corpse, then you humiliate it by decorating it. Just like, yeah. Yeah. Christmas trees are fun. It's metals. It's metal. Um... But nobody else is into it, and uh, it, they they all are just like, ah, Toki, which means that none of them approved of the tree getting put in. Toki just put it in. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that. Yeah. I, lo- I love all the little Toki details in this. He's just so full of Christmas spirit. He's enough for the whole band. Yeah. <laughs> Storms out, he's like, I'm going to buy you all his great presents. Fucks you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't wait to see the looks on your fat fucking faces. <laughs> it's so good. He's so righteously angry about all of it. He's so mad he still wants to be nice. Like, that's his revenge. I'm going to be so fucking nice to you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> that's good. Um, yeah, Toki shopping makes me happy. He's shopping and he, he goes to see Santa. Yeah. He threatens his servants if they see it, do anything that they, or say anything that they see, they will have them killed. Yes. I don't know why that sentence was so hard. <laughs> Which, once again, just kind of showcasing just like, Toki is in control of all of it. Oh, yeah. He, all runs, the time. The, he runs the show. And then, uh, and then the moms show up, I believe, is. Yeah, we get, um, no, the the Death Moms and Roxo both show up at Mord House at the same time, because Toki gets back from the mall and brings Roxo with him, because Roxo's being Santa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Because he had to get a job because he was in jail for buying cocaine. Yeah, we didn't mention the jail scene where he's like... Well, that's what the... Yeah, it opened with his face in a mugshot because he was... Well, yeah, yeah, but the... the, the oh, the scene with the parole officer. The, yeah, yeah, where he's um, snorting snorting the sweetener. Yeah. <laughs> snorting the sweetener. Snorting the k-k-k-k-sweetener. Yeah. <laughs> said that wrong so many times. Sorry. Um... <laughs> But yeah, the moms just show up to Mort House, and then they just immediately basically want to go shopping after they decorate the whole place. Yeah, yeah, the whole place. Murderface uh, keeps ogling Squiscar's mom. Yeah, well, Squiscar's mom is like a a notorious whore. Yeah, like she's she's proud of it. That's like been her thing for a long time, and it's why Squiscar's so good at guitar. He's using it to repress all of the other feelings he has. <laughs> yep. Uh, it, it it's like really really pointed out in this episode, which is um, a drawback of the twenty two minutes. I think yeah. before this episode, it's been heavily alluded to that that was like the thing. Every time she did something kind of slutty, he'd play a little harder on his guitar. Yeah, but like this time, it was just really blatantly like just that outright. Is, that is the reason he is playing guitar, <laughs> <laughs> and also the reason he drinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though it is funny it's funny to watch that's why it's in the show that's why this show is metal and that's why it's okay to laugh at all this stuff because it's all supposed to be brutal yeah and this, the whole time Nubbler and Murderface are trying to get this Christmas special set up and no one wants to finance it because it's Murderface as the star yeah and no one no one likes Murderface yeah no one likes Murderface with good reason um, but then, eventually, they find financing through the Christian church. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, the Christian church... Christian church. It's the church. The church wants to use them to get your message across. Um, that God is good or whatever. That's 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 the whole thing. Is They want to use the death clock name and murder face's name to say that God is good and reach a wide audience with God. Yeah. And they're willing to fund it for that. Mm-hmm. And then they lay down a bunch of ground rules that are everything that was against what Murderface was trying to do. Yeah. But at this point, he's like sunk, sunk a cost fallacy. He just, yeah. And he wants to, none of the rest of the band thinks he's going to be able to do it. Right, right. So he's like really trying to prove himself with the special too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, Christian Church finances, Murderface special... Oh, Aroxo sells all the gifts that Toki bought for everybody. Yeah, the the, the gifts that Toki Revenge bought bought out of spite, I guess, actually. Yeah. He bought them yeah. out of spite. Uh, yeah, Aroxo sells them for a large bag of cocaine, which he proceeds to immediately show to everyone. Yeah, he he shows and does it, and then um, he, he yells about doing it in just a public park. Yeah, shows it to a hot dog man. Yeah, hey, Johnny Hot Dog, guess what I just did? Cocaine! <laughs> I like how he sees like the, the the rat or whatever, and yeah. he's like, "Hey, zoo animal!" <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Cocaine. <laughs> uh, late, later, when he dodges the little the security guard on the way into yeah, the yeah. event, he's... <laughs> Cocaine. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, Dick and uh, Murderface wrangled Death Clock and the Death Moms into the Christmas special. Yes, yes. 
They're able to get everyone in on it. Yeah, because they well they can, well, they, they told the band <coughs> that they had sold the idea. Yep, not and, who bought it. Yeah, the, not who bought it, and they didn't tell them that they had compromised at all. They just said that they had bought Murderface's idea, which was a lot of gore and blood and tits. Yeah, that was that was his whole pitch. Was like, um, like a. a what was it? The Christmas spirit that like kills yeah. kids. Yeah, it's a fucking ghost that like kills kids and fights Nazis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> immaculate conception just throws. Yeah, it's, it's immaculate conception with a heart on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but despite all that, Murderface goes full sellout. Yeah, and like. During the special, he's just him and Dick Nubler are doing just full on Christian pageantry, just the most like baseline humor jokes. Yeah, bottom of the barrel, lowest fruit, fruit on the ground shit. Yeah, and real me jokes. Yeah, (laughs) worse than you jokes because they're sanitary. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, at least I'm mildly somewhere between mildly and extremely offensive, depending on. Yeah, like generally <laughs> crass. So even even if like the thing you said isn't particularly funny, you can always deliver it in a way that's just like you're allowed to laugh at least to get past your discomfort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just it, you know, it gives you a safe period where you're like, okay. Uh, yeah. Don't say too many more of those. <laughs> <laughs> um the Death Moms get wasted before going on the set of the special. Yeah, that's they, been a theme the entire episode. Oh, they yeah, keep yeah. talking about we can't let our moms have booze. They, they get, get all, all horny and weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how Nubbler describes it l- later. And yeah. they lock the fucking booze in a, like a stage, like a green room yeah. sort of thing. and. Um, Murderface's grandma just smells it. Yeah, she sniffs it out, and then she calls to the rest of the moms, who walk in chanting, let's get drunks. Yeah, let's get drunks. And they have, uh, fucking bolt cutters, and they start, they they break into the fucking closet and take the booze. They just are fucking wasted by the time they're called on his set, and Murderface is still trying to, like, maintain composure. It's the one time he's ever, (laughs) ever been professional, and he's just like, not like this is live TV or anything. I like the the other time was when uh, they're having the meeting with the the, the father of the church and oh, Nova's right, all yeah. fucking drunk as fuck and like yelling and being rude and Murderface is like the one that's actually trying to be like chill. Yeah. <laughs> and and the pastor or whatever is just like uh, we all have our quirks. <laughs> all right, Hank Hill. <laughs> uh, Rock, Roxo gets a handy from Squiscar's mom oh, while well, there's just a bunch of fucking other chaos that happens. Yeah, so, Roxo shows like up. A, yeah, so the, the moms show up drunk, and then Roxo immediately comes after that. Oh, uh, Nathan comes through the door and just punches... Punches murder face. Punches murder face in the face. Yeah. Like, you didn't tell me this was sponsored by the church. Yeah. <laughs> Not and, fucking cool, bro. <laughs> And yeah, Dr. Roxo comes in just like I snuck on the set. Yeah. <laughs> and then Murderface's grandma Oh Toki starts screaming at Roxo. Yeah, yeah. Because he stole the presents. It's supposed to be the secret Santa sketch. 
uh-huh. right now. Because um, he finally gets his secret Santa bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the presents are gone. And so he shows up and he's like screaming at Roxo. And then Murderface's grandma knocks over the big cross onto her and Toki. Yeah, yeah. And it really hurts Toki's leg, apparently. And Murderface's grandma's head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's just under it. Yeah, well, she's saying my head. Oh, yeah, yeah, she did. <laughs> she did say that. And was it? And it was just like your grandma looks like really hurt. Maybe you should, you know, go help her or something. <laughs> Can't you let me just enjoy this moment? <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, during during all of that, uh, Roxo just calls out to Squiscar that he's getting a hand job from his mom. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, mom's no! And he just, just like squeezes plays the guitar. Eye, plays guitar, squeezes his eyes shut. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> uh, and uh, I think the last bit of the chaos is that the pastor just comes up and just starts strangling Murderface. Yeah. Yeah, for is... ruining the thing. Because everyone walked in, drinking happened, swearing started happening, and then the cross got knocked over, so there was also violence. Yeah, well, there was also violence with the the, the threatening language already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, profane language. Profane language. And then... Pornographic the, content. Yeah, the the porn- cameraman keeps swiveling yeah. back to... There's, yeah. like, three different cuts where he's, like, he follows other stuff, but he keeps swiveling back to <laughs> Roxo getting a handjob, <laughs> which is so funny, because he knows it's live TV. Yeah. <laughs> it's also one of the Death Clock, like, servant guys. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what they're called. Uh, you don't know. Uh, they they have a they have a name. I know they do, but I can't remember it. It's like uh, how the 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 Disney people are called cast members. Yeah. Death hands? No. <laughs> it's not like it's that far off from the stuff they do. I I just imagine that like that's a one of their servant cameramen that like records a lot of their stuff for them and he's just like this is what sires would want me to get yeah <laughs> like you know like oh yeah everybody okay so three out of the five members are gonna think that's really funny yeah exactly right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Toki for whatever reason is too innocent well no he, he feels too he, innocent. he's gonna think that's funny. I think he'll, he he would think that was funny because it's it's funny. Yeah. Uh, but Nathan and Pickles obviously are gonna laugh uh, their yeah. fucking ass off. Yeah, on that's that. that's great. That that they'll they'll think that's really funny. But Murderface is convinced that Squiscar's mom is his girl for some reason, <laughs> even though he's never done anything but look at her. Oh, kick Derek's microphone. Look um, at her strangely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like like a fucking creepo. Um, and then. It, 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 what? Uh, yeah, Square is not gonna like it because that's his mom. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I like how out of all the chaos, though, the the one mom who didn't really do anything was Nathan's mom, who just walked in, sat on the couch, and passed out. Yeah, she was just really drunk. Yeah, <laughs> like Nathan's mom was just like, "I'm drunk. I'm going to sleep." Yeah. <laughs> uh, fucking Toki's mom didn't, or yeah, Toki's mom just. Was there? Yeah, they they said they were gonna give her a makeover now that she was single, which 
is weird because he died like, <laughs> really brutally. Yeah. Like, he was on his way out already. Like, he was about to die. So they probably made peace with it and whatnot. But, like, he still died in a really unfortunate and weird way. Like, everyone that dies around Death Clock. Specifically Toki. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody um, who dies around Toki specifically has some sort of weird, brutal, or sad death. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's just especially the people he loves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think we talked about it, but I also liked the bit right before they're... When they're taking their mom shopping, but before they're in the mall, when they're trying to get the top-down view of the parking lot oh, as yeah. he's trying to drive, and all four of the moms are yelling at him. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's, a, that's a good old sitcom bit. It, it felt really good just for a death clock. Yeah. View. It's funny. It's that guy's car. He's like, you have my fucking car. He's like, I got four moms yelling at me. What's your excuse, asshole? <laughs> are you leaving? <laughs> That's my favorite bit. Like, yeah. just like please, I need that spot. <laughs> so, uh, just overall, really good episode. It is a really good episode. I will say, um, a critical lack of music. Yeah, yeah, there was no like uh, Death Clock concerts or music anywhere in this episode at all. No, um, I don't, there wasn't one song, not even a repeat, and. I thought that was kind of weird. It feels like Brendan Small could absolutely have made a funny Christmas song, and he just yeah. chose not to. Uh, Murderface and Nubbler ostensibly sang a weird jingle at the beginning of the Christmas special. No, that doesn't count. <laughs> no, I I don't know what... Maybe it was just the production of the 22-minute episodes that made it harder to do that, but, like... You would think, though, it would be good to have a song to use as time fill. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I was thinking, is that this would have flowed a lot more organically, and, like, I felt a little smoother if they'd um, maybe done a montage in the middle where they were setting up the Christmas thing and, like... After they get to the mall and are shopping, mm -hmm. do like a little montage of setting up the Christmas play and shopping at the same time, and you know put put some kind of Christmas song, a Death Clock Christmas song in there, just yeah. about how much they hate fucking shopping. Yeah, that's a very Nathan Explosion song to write. Like, I was also thinking because Nathan once they signed on for the, the Christmas special to actually be in it or whatever, I was like, it would have... Maybe the special just get, didn't get far enough in because things went south at, like, the Secret Santa bit. But I was like, maybe they could have had a bit where, like, the band comes out and is like, we wrote a Christmas song for the special. Yeah! <laughs> like, yeah, that would have been, been the right way to end it, too. Like, just like... Okay, we were gonna wait for the right time, but it uh, it seems like the right time. Everybody's just yeah. screaming around him. Yeah, and so it's just like uh, it's Squiscar, Pickles, and Nathan, and they just do like a three piece set. Yeah, of, of just them doing a, a Christmas song. Yeah, about how all of this sucks, and while everybody's been busy being stressed, they've wrote written a song. Yeah, yeah. See, I, yeah, that would have been a great way to do something like that. Yeah, it just feels like a real shame to not somehow do a Death Clock song with Jingle Bells as an instrument in them. <laughs> I don't know why you would pass on that opportunity. Right. <laughs> Fair. I uh, Yeah. 
So that's my only big criticism of this episode. And I'm gonna say it's a pretty big criticism of a Death Clock episode. Yeah, when you watch Metalocalypse, like you expect to have at least a part of a song in an episode. And like I mean, I guess there are a couple of episodes here and there that don't, but even the ones that don't I guess kind of do because they, like you said, they use them in like a montage or something. Like even if the yeah. band's not performing a song. Oh yeah, and I mean, some episodes just open with like a fifteen-second, totally irrelevant music video that doesn't actually like. It might have a thematic over, like a thematic overlap with the episode, but it's it's metaphorical at best. It's just like a thing to put at the beginning. Yeah. Give me that for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Why didn't I get a Christmas present of Death Clock? <laughs> That's yeah. why I think season one worked so well for everyone, because, like, the songs themselves were the theme of the episode, and so throughout the episode you kind of saw the the building of the song, and then it would by the end they would play the yeah. song, and then you're like, it, it flowed so nicely. Like, you could see all of it, which I always really enjoyed. Like the uh Bloodrocuted. Yeah, yeah, Bloodrocuted or Awaken. Yeah. Um, which yeah. is just <laughs> Mr. Apology. Crackish the Lake Troll. Yeah. Like it's so like that's such a good episode. <laughs> Grandpa's guitars. Yeah, I, I was about to say the blues <laughs> episode. But the, no, that was the first time they said Grandpa's guitar was the yeah, Awaken when they episode. See the loot. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, that that bit in the episode where they are they both have sheet music in front of them, and yeah. they, they just play these fucking really complex metal scales, and they're like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, like I actually can't read music. <laughs> <laughs> and Toki's just copying Swiss Car. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh uh, yeah, so funny. So I. Uh, I don't know. Do you have any other critiques or opinions on this episode? Like you, uh, Doctor Roxo's a little much. Doctor Roxo's supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think. I think it was almost a weird blend of themes. Like there was a lot going on thematically throughout the episode. There's because you had the the Roxo story arc happening along with the moms coming for Christmas and the Christmas special. Yeah. And Toki wanting to do Secret Santa. Yeah, like it was, it was a lot. It feels like they were like, okay, we got to fill up the full episode. And then they were like, oh, we've overfilled the episode. Yeah. Oh. Um, well, it just seems to me that, like, yeah, you could have trimmed back, like, maybe one or two of those things and fleshed out a couple of the ones you kept. Yeah. And it would have worked a lot better. Yeah, the Christmas special and the moms was enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly, like, yeah, if you get rid of the doc, Dr. Roxo and kind of, like, you can still have Toki fighting to have Secret Santa, just have him fighting for it to specifically just be a bit in there. Yeah, yeah. In the Christmas special. Yeah, exactly, and then he'd make his antagonist murder face, uh, mm-hmm. maybe take the Christian church element out or minimize Yeah, that, because it's, also, it's, it's funny, but, like, it, it also doesn't amount to much. It's interesting to me as well that uh, they had to find uh, financiers. Like, they, they had to get this finance. Yeah, this Murderface has a lot of money, yeah. right? Yeah, that's that's my thoughts. I'm like, Murderface could have ostensibly just funded it himself and then done what he wanted. Also, Dick Nubler could have funded it. Yeah. 
He's he's the producer. He's got a lot of money himself. Like, yeah. Maybe not as much as the band, but quite a lot. Mm-hmm. He mixes and engineers like most of their stuff. They were doing it together. They could have gone halvesies easily on he, this. Yeah. On like it probably still would have been more than the Christian Church offered. Yeah. Well, the also though that would have been an interesting thing because then we would have had this. Uh, because if Murderface is paying for it, he's going to want to do his idea. Yeah, then he's in charge, and, and then Nubbler, he's the antagonist. Yeah, because Nubbler from the beginning wanted a classic Christmas special. That was his point. Like, right. you're just the face. You don't do anything. Well, it, that was because they were looking for financing. Remember? Because that's, that's what they were calling about, is they were trying to get financing for the thing. Yeah. And... Like, I, yeah, I don't understand why they would need to get finance. They could spend... No, money. even from his very first meeting with Nubler, that's yeah. what he's saying. It was because they needed to get financing. He was like, I, I need you to just shut up for what we're doing because we're going to need people on board with us to do this. Yeah. And people don't like you. <laughs> or like, yeah, we got, uh, like, the next best thing to a member of the band or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, which is you. He's like, I am a member of the band. <laughs> Uh, come on. <laughs> and, Div- and Dick Noble's exact quote after that. Uh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. And yeah, so I don't know why they didn't just... Band can be important. It can be. It can also be very easily mixed out of a lot of bands. Yep. Um, Ask Metallica. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't understand why they didn't just finance it themselves. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing, and like, I feel like it was for plot contrivance. But any plot with Murderface as the person in charge of a special is funny. Yeah, put him in charge and like get the band on board with like either trying to do it to just make fun of him or to do it at, at, like honestly, like all right, you actually are setting this up and you're doing it. Like we'll we'll help or whatever. And yeah, then, and then just like be there for it when it all falls to shit. Mm-hmm. You like, can still have the whole bit where you can get the moms to help and do the work or whatever. Yeah, like, and, and they can still fuck up and get drunk at the end, and like maybe Murderface is doing an actually good job, and the moms fuck it up. Yeah, yeah, because like, they come in all drunk. Yeah, yeah, uh, like it, it's kind of like one of the episodes from season two where he has to put on that that. Uh, Super NASCAR event. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. NASCAR-type hybrid event. Yeah. Isn't that his birthday episode as well? No, that's a different episode from the birthday one. Um, It's just because of the car, I think, that they gave him as a birthday present. That's why I thought that. Yeah, but no, that's the episode where um, Toki and Squiscar have to get their licenses. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Taught by Mr. Gojira. <laughs> uh, yeah, the um, it would be a little bit like that episode, but that event went off fine. Yeah, it was it was Squiscar and Toki that fucked up. Yeah, so it it just really would have been nice to see this play out in a coherent way. I didn't realize how much I was critical of this episode until we started talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> Because we enjoyed it, yeah, I, like I, we laughed through the whole thing. It's yeah. a very, it, it's a fun experience. It's, still, it's fun to watch. Like I'm not gonna like not watch it again, but I, I will be thinking about this next time. I think because 
it like talking it out that story was a mess yeah and it didn't have to be no it's it's weird uh, maybe Brendan Small just actually doesn't like Christmas a lot, and yeah. that that could be. But it feels weird to to like half-ass this in a way that feels like you tried to over-ass it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think most of the elements with Doctor Roxo were kind of what was too much about it. It made it it made it kind of. A jumbled mess of an episode. Yeah. Because this overarching story arc of Toki, like, having to take care of Dr. Roxo because he's the only person that cares about him. Yeah. Is prevalent in so many other episodes, you didn't need to put it in this one, too. Yeah, it is, it is enough of his character that, like... You uh, still could have had him show up at the special because that's something he would just show up for. Yeah, you could even still have the opening bit where he got arrested. Yeah. Just don't show any in-between and like, oh, I thought you were in jail. I got out, and now I'm here. Yeah. Now I'm doing cocaine. Yeah. And then, you know, that's like, that's just during the chaos at the end after whatever happens. He's just fucking there because that's funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But don't make him a plot point because it makes it messy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and. Like, we all, anyone that watches the show already knows that that story arc is there, and so it just felt like it didn't need to be in, in the Christmas episode, too. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And, yeah, I would really like to have heard a Christmas song from Death Clock. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a real shame. Missed the boat on that one. Yeah. Uh, fucking, I, I, thinking of it in the style of Murder Train... <laughs> but with jingle bells, so boom, dun 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 dun, ding ding, that'd be funny in that rhythm, you know. Yeah, that'd be good. You don't yes. even have to write a new song. I hear the Christmas blues <laughs> coming. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't I I need a Death Clock parody of their own song for Christmas. I would be happy with that. <laughs> well, if you're listening Brandon Small, get on it. Yeah. I I know. You got about a a week. Yeah. Um also you have a week from when we're recording this. This is coming out on Christmas Day. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Missed the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll do it in secret and we won't even know about it and then it'll come out on Christmas and we'll be like, wow, we predicted the future. We're real Nostradamus over here. (laughs) Multiple Nostradamus. Yeah. (laughs) Or you can call us my real title, Nostradamus. That seems fitting. Uh, also, that's what Nostradamus was. He just said a lot of things. Like, uh-huh. Look, there's there's a bunch of hour-long videos online. I just want to save you all the time. If you don't know about Nostradamus, he just wrote a lot of things down that he thought might happen. Yeah, Some and then, of them were vaguely worded enough that people have fitted them to things that have happened, like 9-11. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, he could see the future! Yeah, and they, they hail him as this weird, like foresight prophet person and he just he just wasn't he just wrote a lot of predictions down of things that might happen he was basically a science fiction writer yeah. who he couldn't tell a story like 
I, I think there's funny, like, I scroll on Facebook sometimes, and I'll scroll past an article that I, I've seen a couple times lately in my feed. It's just, like, one of those, one, like, a sponsored article that gets thrown in or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, a list of everything Nostradamus predicted for the year 2024. Uh-uh. And I'm like... No, he didn't. I, well, yeah, hey, no, he didn't. But he didn't, like, say this is going to happen in this year. He just predicted stuff. He just predicted stuff. So I don't know how you can possibly say that this section of things is specifically going to happen in this specific year when there wasn't years predicted in that. He just said these things will happen eventually. It was just vague enough. Anyway, Nostradamus was dumb, and don't believe people who believe his predictions as anything other than a fucking Mayan calendar for fun. Yeah. It's like... I mean, the people that read their horoscope in the newspaper and let that dictate how they feel the rest of the day, because that's how their day's going. Yeah, that's dumb. Mm -hmm. That's dumb. Those are also vagaries. The newspaper said, I'm having a two-star day, so I'm sad. Even though I woke up and got a check for $500 from a relative I didn't know. (laughs) I guess it's a two-star day, because the horoscope said so. (laughs) That rhymed. Make a verse. Somebody write the song. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, we're going to write a Death Clock Christmas song. Oh, we are? No, we're not. Neither of us can play guitar like that. I will never, ever claim to do that. Maybe we can get LeBronte to help us. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think we know a few people that could play guitar like that. Uh, LeBron, I, I, I could write Christmas lyrics for a Death Clock song. Yeah. I could also obviously do the Death Clock vocals. You can also do the Death Clock vocals. We can do the Death Clock vocals. Yeah. It wouldn't be difficult. I could play rhythm guitar. No, I couldn't. No, I couldn't. I could not play rhythm guitar for a Death Clock song. I just thought about it for like two seconds. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't either. No, I could probably play bass for a Death Clock song. Like actually, though. Yeah, Murderface doesn't usually do very much. I don't think. Oh no, but their their actual bassist is yeah. good. He's, so. he's a, it's actually but, a very talented bass that's <laughs> happening in the songs. Yeah, he's really really good. Um. Like, both Brendan Small is good at bass when he... I'm pretty sure he tracks all... He, at least for the first couple seasons, I know he tracked all the instruments for yeah. those songs. Um, and, Which is... And then um, got a full band to tour with him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, his his bass is still really good. Like, he is still a guitarist that plays bass. Mm-hmm. So, it's not bass like a bass player would write it. Yeah. Unfortunately. But, it's bass like a guitar player plays guitar. Yeah. Well, it's bass like a guitar player plays bass, and those things are different. <laughs> As somebody who started on bass, I can, I can just... It's like you can see the stylistic difference when you watch them. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. Well, there's, there's, there's bassists. There's guitarists who are now playing bass, <laughs> because usually because nobody else in the band would. Yeah. And... Um, and then there's people who reluctantly play whatever instrument is handed to them, even though they would rather be playing lead guitar at all times. And those are three very distinct styles on the bass. Interesting. And, you know, bassists have their own individual styles, but when you when you see those, like, a lead guitarist on bass is very notable. Mm-hmm. And then somebody who would... 
a shitty guitarist on bass. Is also <laughs> the less good guitarist in band on a bass. That's it, it's, you can see when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. One day I want to put my guitar down. I'd like to just sing. Yeah. That would be nice. <laughs> that would be cool. I've been playing my classical a lot, and I don't ever want to put a guitar down. <laughs> it feels so good to play. I mean, it's it's fun, and I'll still play, you know, guitar from time to time. I just, like, as my hands deteriorate, I would like to go back to just singing. Yeah. Oh, I think I'm also going... My, my hands aren't as to where yours are, but you've heard the thing. I don't know if that's audible. <laughs> but my hands just pop every single time I do anything with my hands so <laughs> that's like guaranteed arthritis eventually and uh i'm gonna keep playing until my fingers don't work no more yeah that's how we do yeah. by then it'll be the future and we can just get robot hands yeah robotically enhance me tech daddy dude then maybe because they don't get tired i can actually like make my fingers work good enough to play faster guitar yeah that'd be cool all right, we're just rambling now. We're just chatting, so... <laughs> I hope you all had a good, happy holiday. Yeah, mer- merry or whatever you celebrate, and merry Christmas. It's a and... festivist for the rest of us. No, that's past. <laughs> I don't... It's a Seinfeld reference. Okay. <laughs> Take your word for it. I haven't watched Seinfeld since I was, like, eight. Uh, yeah, it was a Seinfeld reference, but uh. it's okay. The festivist is past already. No soup for you? No soup for you. <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> I lost the bet. (laughs) Junior mints are delicious. They're chocolate. They're mint. Uh, Great. That's a good show, man. uh, Yeah, I've been thinking I should go back and watch. Anyway, Metalocalypse is also a great show. Go watch it. Go watch um, seasons one and two over and over again, and then watch season three one time, and then watch season four. Indeed so. Yeah. Um, Bye-bye. Bye.